Welcome to Humans, I'm Luke McCredden. This is episode 24 with Cameron Datto. Wow, this was a great chat. This was such a, uh, an enjoyable chat um, with Cam and I really appreciate his time on this. I stumbled across my men's team about a year ago or maybe a little bit longer and uh, realised Cam Datto was behind it, um, looked into it a lot more and, and what it's all about and, and was really keen straight away to chat to Cam about it because I guess what it stood for and what it is really appealed to me as something that can be so beneficial to everybody. Um, so go to mymensteam.org if you get an opportunity and check it all out there. There's, there's some great introductory stuff to let you know what it is all about, but we get into it in this podcast as well. We also talk a bit about his podca- his own podcast that he does with his wife, wife Ali, called Separate Bathrooms and Other Handy Marriage Tips, which is basically as it sounds. It's a, it's a great uh, insight into their marriage and, you know, a lot of other people's as well with some great interviews and um, chats about marriage, what works, what doesn't, and everything in between. But as I said, uh, Cam's an awesome guy. What a great opportunity to chat to him. Um, very talented actor, musician. He hosts radio shows every night on Smooth FM. Um, and just, like I said, all-round great guy and runs a fantastic charity organisation called My Men's Team. So you can hear all about it in this episode, so stick around. It's a great one. This is episode 24 with Cameron Datto. Well, thank you um, for doing this. I appreciate you taking the time out, mate. I was having a look at, um, obviously, I'm aware of most of the things you do, but when I had a bit more of a look of what you're doing at the moment, you are a busy man. (laughs) There's a few things happening. Am am I talking, are you coming to me live from somewhere in Summer Bay or? (laughs) No, I'm not. I'm not too far away from Summer Bay, actually, and I was Coming to you loud and proud from my home studio where I'm doing uh, Smooth FM from at nights. Amazing. I love it. Is that enjoyable? Do you like doing that? I love it, Luke, because it's like um, I don't say much. It's not talk radio. We're, we're more music, less talk, as you know. Yeah. Uh, but but it's, it, it's between 15 and 45-second minute stories. Yeah, 45 right. second stories you know so you start yeah so i find that a, a great challenge and um and it's fun is that is that put on you do you have to come up with each each the content for each of those um those block those breaks well i don't come up with the music uh that's all curated by i mean i make my suggestions yeah. that's what i do i go <laughs> oh you know i've come across this song but smooth's a very specific formula mm. uh music wise anyway and they often they will only play a song like a modern song a new song that has had radio cred for six months they don't yeah, often okay. pick up a new song even ed sheeran something like that they won't they won't or or adele's a big favorite they won't they won't play an, uh, a brand new adele song they might wait two or three months for it to become part of the fabric of yeah fair enough but smooth, but smooth doesn't claim to break any artists either. Like it's 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 not as if it's one of those stations that you hear for just dropped. Check this out, you know. Like I feel like it's very much a sit back and enjoy type station. I love it. I love smooth. I think it's a great station. Yeah, and, and well, yeah, and me too. Um, because it always surprises me. You know, <laughs> I come up during the day and I'll hear some Aretha and. You know, um, and then Ed Sheeran comes on, and then some Coldplay track will come on. You know, I'd be like, "Oh, this is so great!" <laughs> Flashbacks. You have memories. It brings memories. Some of those that that genre, that style of music, I reckon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, music, music, food, you know, smells, mm. location, all those things, and it's really important right now. I think as we go through this this period that we're going through, that we have these little touchstones that relax us because. A lot of us are wound up at the moment. Yeah, totally, totally. I think, you know, I've spoken about it numerous times on this podcast with um, music in gen- specifically that, 
you know, we play music a lot around the house. Um, our kids are... Um, so it's almost normal to them now that we've just got music on in various rooms of the house. It's just something we do. It makes it makes me feel good. I know my, my wife and I often just you know, and and our music tastes vary, but it's it doesn't matter. It makes you feel good. Um, and if it, yeah, you're right. If it brings a bit of calm to this crazy bloody thing that we're living in at the moment, then you know, get into it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we we've got three kids, and uh, we'll often do. Uh, each kid gets to have their their iPod on or their music, their playlist yeah. for the uh, evening. And uh, for me, it's records because I I've got the vinyl, you know, the record collection, and yeah, I listen to the to the crackles and pops and the vinyl. <laughs> what's your What's your go to? Like what's your go to when it's your turn? Uh yeah, some I've got a nice uh, couple of nice Fleetwood Mac albums. Beautiful. I've got Tom Petty. Yeah. Um, Ryan Adams thankfully puts his stuff out on vinyl too. Oh, that's all right. And yeah. So I like, I love a lot. He's got one album called Live at Carnegie Hall. Ryan Adams Live at Carnegie. It's just him on his guitar, and it's oh, it's just so, just like oh, yeah. Just so calm. It's good. Yeah. It's it's funny. I grew up with um, very similar to what we do around here and playing music, and the kids are growing up with music. I, I was a bit the same. So. Growing up with dad playing Queen, Eagles, Beatles, all that, Bob Dylan especially, um, I was interested to see how my kid, because my kids are young, a 10-year-old daughter, 5-year-old and 3-year-old sons. So I was really interested to see how they reacted to, because I still love the Eagles and I constantly play Eagles music. Um, my 5-year-old son's favourite band is Credence. It's 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 amazing. It's just the best win. <laughs> I was gonna say that is a major dad win right oh, there. It's amazing. And he and he genuinely loves it. Like he he you know, he you can see there's certain songs that prick his ears up, you know, and, and it'll be and there's some modern stuff that he likes, you know, but for a five year old to go, Dad put put that um that credence song back on, oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, well do 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 looking out my back door. That's his number like- one. That's his number one. That's, I mean, that's one of my, when I was a little kid, my dad used to play Neil Diamond. Yep. And, and so Father's Day, um, that's what Alison had on. She had Neil Diamond going. And I'm like, I've got to open up with, I've got to open up my, when I start playing gigs again, I'm going to open up with Crunchy Granola. Yeah. Because I mean, it just people going. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. It, it's much like, yeah. It's funny that a lot of, a lot of the songs and, Particular, particularly that era, there's actually so much to those songs that are catchy that when you think about it, and I was thinking about this, this this will sound a weird sort of a segue, but the thing that kids are hooked on at the moment and and for the last decade are wiggles, right? And and the catchy things that they do in their songs. There's a lot of that in in some of these these credence songs, like you said, the do do do. You know that that sticks in these kids' mind as much as any sort of hot potato type thing going. You know, it's. It's what it, I think. It's those catchy moments that gets them. Absolutely, and you could you you, you segue that into the Beatles, you know, yeah. Yellow Submarine or yes, the repetition of those sort of things. And you just they're those songs that you can't get out of your head. You no, know, absolutely. In uh, fact, the kids were singing Yellow Submarine in the bath the other day, and that's all they know that 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 chorus line. But they were singing it, and it's because I guess there's you know Yellow Submarine. It could be a wiggle song, you know. <laughs> I'm singing "Little Brown Submarine." Is there in the bar? <laughs> no? <laughs> That's not the sort of submarine we want. Um, and and speaking of all that, Happy Father's Day. Um, how did you go? Was it a good day for you on uh, on the weekend? Yeah, yeah, it was. We um, we it was really lovely. The the uh, the girl, my daughters. Um, I've got two daughters, Lotus and Bodie, and Ali were home. River was with his partner down south so i didn't see and he had to work that day too so we had this beautiful brekkie um i went for a swim early uh, you know i've been swimming almost every day in the sea and uh i love doing that and and then um ali's dad came over with um with uh her mum and her sister and uh, her husband. So we just had this really nice lunch. And again, Neil Diamond was, was playing. <laughs> That's his favorite, you know. And, yeah. Uh, about. And we, we had a few rashes, um, <laughs> uh, bullets and a glass of wine and 
chicken tacos, man. That was uh, the taco <laughs> from Los Angeles, so it was a great day. It was no, a really good day. That's that's good. And I, I I am jealous to hear that you had visitors. We're in this uh, Melbourne bubble at the moment, and we're not allowed to see anyone, which it really sucks. It really sucks, particularly on birthdays or Father's Day. You know these sorts of th- days that um, are the great times to get together and have a couple of wines or something. Um, but it is what it is. We got to work through it. But uh, hey, I um. Yeah. I saw a post of yours the other day on Instagram. Speaking of your swimming in the on, I think it might have been I don't know a couple of days ago. It looked a bit fresh, um, but is that something you do as a as a rule to get yourself going in the morning? Yeah, it, it is, Luke. It's uh, it, it is fresh in the water. <laughs> it's not as fresh as the bay would be, yeah. or you know, <laughs> uh, on the other side on the Bellarine. Um, my mum and dad are there. I, I, I just, I, I miss, we, we miss them. We haven't seen them since February. Mm. You know, I just want to hug my mum and dad. Yep. I've actually wrote a song when you walk in the door. My dad wrote a, my dad just said to me, I just want you to walk in the door. Yeah. Oh God, you know, I, I feel you. And all my mates are down there. We're trying to organise a get together in the country somewhere, but we can't cross the border yet. So. No, that's right. Yeah. Um, no, it's a drag, and we're all affected by it. And and I do know that New South Wales is um, really uh, looking to crack the border so that we can at least do some New South Wales Victoria stuff. So, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, as you say, um, I swim. I swim and surf every day. I get in the. I think salt water. That's the key uh, for me. I, I I had a relationship with the black line of a swimming pool for for many years. <laughs> Just gets boring, and um, you know, you bang your hand against the wall enough, and it's <laughs> so where I live in uh, where I live in Sydney, it's um, uh, there's a beautiful spot where there's this bay, and it's actually a fishing san- or it's a sanctuary. So there's no fishing in there. So um, we're swimming over wobbegong sharks, mm. and don't you know they don't do anything. Uh, they have an interesting shape, though, when they're down the bottom. And you're like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's- <laughs> have a little nibble, absolutely. Um, but you know, there's flathead and brim and bait balls of fish, and and it's it's just a wonderful way to start the day. And mm. if I don't do that, I often feel like um, I feel a bit sluggish. So. Yep. I'll spend the other time in the bush too. I'll go yeah. walking in the bush with the dogs and yep. and uh, and do that too. So get a bit of green, bit of sea, vitamin C. Good, yeah, that's it. It's a good combination. Um, I, I can't speak highly enough of even going for a bushwalk or you know, I didn't grow up necessarily, and I've never been you know a surfer as such, but spent all my life on the water as a fishing is something that I've grown up doing and still do to this day. That salt air. And a bit of salt water, um, you know, and and similarly going for a bushwalk. Um, we're lucky enough that where we live is very much up in the hills, so I've got bushland and and forests right at my back door. But I, I think it's a really important part of um, of 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 life getting that sort of stuff in into you. Yeah, there was um, just trying to th- the Celestine prophecy. Did you ever read that? No. Do you know that? Like, it was a guy, I can't remember the guy's name. Um, it was big in the 90s, uh, the Celestine Prophecy, and it was 10, um, 10 ways to live your life, and it was sort of set in Peru. Um, it's a really interesting book. He kind of went a bit out there for the 10th one, and then there was, he got a bit, James Chatfield, Chatwill, something like that. Anyway, um, but he specifically talked about the energy that comes from bush and from uh, mountain viewing, viewing green, viewing the sea, being in the sea, uh, the prop, the healing properties of that and the rebalancing that it takes with us. And right now we're all looking like here we are on zoom mm. and we're all dealing with technology the way we are. It's kind of, it's, it's changing our chemical structure in our bodies. And so, it's more important now than ever, I think, to get out into the fresh air and breathe, let the air get through and get your heart rate up, get the blood pumping. And, and if yeah. that's biking or swimming or whatever it is, um, albeit in the sea, I've got this theory too, mate. Yeah, um, I love theories. Hit me with it. So <laughs> I love I love barbecuing, right? Yeah. And if you salt the meat before you actually barbecue, it actually brings – 
the moisture to the edge and it sort of sends the flavor through the meat. I reckon that salt water does the same to our bodies. I reckon it, it brings, yeah. it changes molecular structure or something yeah, like that. Yeah. I just feel better. I feel like I'm in the movie cocoon. I come out of the face <laughs> like this. <laughs> oh, hey, I like that theory. There's something to that for sure. There's got to be something in what you just said. And I'm interested in that book, you know, that, that sort of series because, mate, there's, there's no way that it's coincidence that, you know, and I, you know, you're the same. You'd speak to a lot of people who spend time either in the, in the salt water or, or in the bush. Everyone feels great after it, even if it's just a walk. But, uh, you know, if you've got a, a weekend camping or, you know, I always feel really good when I roll my swag out in the bush and, and have a night out um, with a campfire or whatever it is. And, and again, you know, we're, we're lucky here that we've got some camp sites in the bushland not far from us and we take the kids out and I want them to get into that and appreciate why it's good and why it can be beneficial because uh yeah it's it does something to you and and I think it's I think it's great yeah no 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 question I always feel better and always did when we lived in Los Angeles um that was one of my things was I one I just needed to get into this sea as often as I could even though it's it's nothing like what we have anywhere in Australia, you know, top to bottom, east to west. Doesn't we, uh, you know, they, that was one thing we were most surprised about when we got there. They go, these beaches, Los Angeles, isn't this supposed to be the California dreamers? <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't figure it out. Um, you've got to sort of get it out. But then you come to appreciate it when you don't have it, you just take what you've got. And I used to just spend an inordinate amount of time behind the hills, behind um, above Hollywood is the Hollywood Hills, the Santa Monica Mountains. And I would ride my bike up there or walk with the dog or get on a horse every now and again and go up there and just feel, you just let, I, I think it's a softening that it, that happens that you allow your brain and everything just to sort of soften and, mm. and you become more, I guess, porous for that matter, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, ideas flow and and uh life's better yeah yeah for sure now um one of the one of the reasons i was really keen to have a chat and i really appreciate you coming on the podcast is um a couple of things that you're doing and 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 early on when this launched it caught my eye because i feel like i felt like it was something that i'm not going to say didn't exist because i don't know i haven't you know there might be something out there but i felt like there wasn't a big enough presence about and what i'm talking about is um my men's team and you can talk to it a bit more cam because this is something you're sort of championing and i think it's fantastic and from from a man's point of view i'm in my mid-30s and the reason i felt like it was there wasn't a big enough presence was because i feel like this a specific uh, organization to help blokes if we just talk casually about it um from not from professionals, from blokes talking to blokes, from guys getting together and, and having a chat, I think the idea is unbelievable. Um, but yeah, give us give us your insight into I suppose what exactly it is and and what it's all about. Um, I well, first of all, thank you for 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 picking this up and wanting to discuss it because this is um, this is the challenge that we're finding is that is that there's such a stigma around guys talking or getting together. And, oh, you know, even on, even on father's day, mate, I put a, I put a, I put a post up um, on the, my men's team Instagram post. And I, I was at the beach and I, I just went up to several guys who had um, kids with them. And I said, uh, my name's Cam Dado. I run a charity called my men's team. And I, can I, I had my phone and I said, can I ask you a couple of questions about being a dad? One guy looked at me and he goes, oh, I, I can't talk to you about being a dad. I'm going to start crying. Mm. And I said, oh, okay, well, what about, um, can you tell me something that your dad taught you? Oh, I can't talk about my dad. I'll start crying. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. Well, can I just get you saying that? And he went, no, 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 it's too much, too much. Yeah. 
And in the end, I, I did. I got three or four guys to say a couple of things and I put a one and a half minute post up. Just yep. thanks, Dad, have Father's Day sort of thing, you know. Mm. Um, so so there's such a stigma around around speaking or being therapized, this idea of that we're busted units uh, if we are needing to talk. And it's I'm just going, well, we've done this for a long time. And I just go, well, how's that working for us, men? It's not working very well. Women seem to have it sus. They don't mind. I mean, this is, we're talking generation, generation, generations back, back, back where men have gone out and the expectation is we bring home the bacon and, and the women cook it and, um, and, and they know how to come together and, and share what's going on for us guys. It's a generational thing. And I think it goes down the leash and we haven't, we, you, me, we weren't trained to speak um, about our feelings. It was toughen up and all that, all that sort of business. And then when the guy finally snaps after having a few beers or whatever, and says, and everyone's like, I love you, man. And, and things, but that's all great. And you feel this relief, but what happens tomorrow? Often a lot of us don't, remember what we even said Mm. in that, in that way. Um, And there's certainly not a lot of action taken from that time. So men's team, I set up um, from an experience that I had in America where I was fortunate enough to be part of a group of guys and they called themselves a team. And I was like, that's really cool. So it was more along the lines of if we're a team, how would you train? And what do you do in that team and treat it like a team sport? Like we do physical sports, um, but we don't do much emotional fitness Yeah, physically. What about emotionally fit? Because when we, when we're faced and we're all faced in situations daily where we get tongue tied, we get twisted up. We, you know, whether it's in front of our, our lover, our boss, our kids, um, and we beat ourselves up because, we don't know what to, we go walk away going, I would I should have said this. I could have said that done all that business. What happens in a men's team is um, you get that training, you get that practice because you're with a bunch of, you know, five or six other guys. They might be your mates. They might be strangers. Could be any way you want to configure the team and you have a topic and that the, the designated leader designated leader of the month chooses. So there's no one leader uh, in the, in the team. You might have a team organizer, but everyone leads the month. Everyone has a month. So you work down alphabetically and you work your way around it. So everyone has the experience of leading uh, a meeting, which is really can be a little intense, you know? Yeah. yeah, to, yeah. Uh, and even, and so it's, it's this idea of learning how to communicate and listen you know, that's the big thing is to, is to really be there to listen to what each other is saying, uh, and, uh, not interrupt. Um, key part of men's team is you can't give advice unless you've asked, like, I can't, I can't sort of say, well, so Luke, this is what you need to do. You know, here's the situation and it sounds like this and blah, blah, blah. And here's what you need to do. Well, immediately I'm just going to go. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, and this actually happened at a recent, our, my team meeting with my team. And we've got on our, on our site, we have an emotional fitness coach uh, and he's there as part of men's, my men's team limited. He's there to answer questions in the locker room. So we're just building the locker room now, getting it sorted out. So if someone goes, is, becomes a member of the, my men's team uh, club, then, then you join the locker room and uh, and you get his his expertise as well. Well, he's a member of the team, so during the team meeting, he actually turned to me, and I can say this because this is my it's conf- it's a confidential meeting. I'm not yep. going to give you all the details, um, but because it's my story, I can actually say what happened with me, and I'd expressed where I was at, and uh, and then he was talking about something and then he went and so cam what happened with you and what you're talking about x y z and I, i'm and we're doing this on zoom and i've just got to feel this <laughs> and, um, and i was like wow um 
I had to sit back for a moment and I was like, he was just giving me, he was just kind of therapizing me a bit there. So I said later on, and this is to your point, we're normal guys. We're normal guys. We don't give advice. We're not experts. You might have a couple of experts in your team, but they can't bring, they can't be telling you what to do. They've got to bring themselves to what they're doing and say, well, I totally relate to what you're saying, Luke, and this is, how I relate to what you're saying. And this is what I've done. And you go, okay, I'm learning from what you've done. Yeah. You haven't actually told me what to do. So I, I did bring it up. I said to, I said to, I brought it up in the meeting and it was prickly as heck. You know, <laughs> I, I, I was like, you know, you just gave me advice and I didn't ask for it. I said, that doesn't, that doesn't um, invalidate what you said, but this is not what we do here you know, as you know, and he's like, wow, yeah, I did. Holy moly. Sorry, man. You know? And it was like, and it, so what we got to do in that team moment was to experience what we do in life when we come up against a boss or something. And we, and because now when that, if that situation happens in life where I am sitting at the golf club with someone and they'd say something, well, I already know that I've I've stood up for myself and I've had the experience of doing it. Mm. I've trained, I've trained myself through the men's team and, and, uh, and I, and this has happened over and over again through the years since I've been doing this, um, where I don't, someone will go, geez, man, yeah, that was some balls, what you just did there. And I said, was it, was I rude to them? And they go, no, you handled that really well. I'm like, okay. And I said, well, they offended. Uh, no. And it's okay if they were probably, I mean, it's their, it's our own feelings that mm. we're dealing with. You take responsibility. This is about being or learning how to be autonomous um, and being responsible. And, uh, but I'll say to them, you know, the only reason I could do this, I would never have the courage to speak up prior, but I've, I've practiced this in the men's team. Yeah. So, so the the thing that I'm, um, I suppose, reading into this is it's a it's kind of um, a really good double whammy, and there's probably more obviously aspects to it. But one is the meetings themselves really, um, really beneficial for who's involved for that moment and that time. But then the takeaway is priceless in my opinion and that's just sort of what i'm what i'm gauging from it i'm really keen to get more involved in it too cam and i was going to hopefully chat to you um maybe off air and and get some more in um information that hopefully we can share through the the humans podcast channels but also just you know myself i'd I'd be keen to get involved because i think there's so much um positive to come from these uh scenarios like i said whether it's in the group discussions that you have or to then take out into to the real world, so to speak, and use, um, yeah, it makes perfect sense. That's the whole idea, mate. This, when we can all be, we can all be Gandhi sitting on a on a mountain by ourselves and be as wise and all that sort of stuff by ourselves, or in a team meeting. God, we just solve the world's problems. But it's not until you actually take what you're learning into the world mm. that you realise that's where you learn the practice. That's where that's you go play the it's. It's just like playing footy, you know. You train, you train. You can be the best at training, but until you actually front up against in, in, an opposition, or you're out there in the world, and and you've got to you've got to take a mark over someone, or you know you clear a pack, but you don't know what that other guy's going to do because we don't know what I don't know what you're going to say in three minutes time. Mm. But I I need to be listening to you and take the cues and all those things that I'm learning and training in men's team for and take the action out into the world. And it's been so beneficial for, for my marriage. It's been beneficial for my friendships. Um, And I know that the guys involved in, in teams, uh, they're all saying it. They're all going, this is, this is, this has been the best thing. And it's an hour and a half of, of sharing. So, if you go to mymenstream.org, you can download the blueprint for free. I'm not paying, you're not charging anything. Um, and that's basically gives you a, a rundown of how to host your own meeting. Um, and there's another way what we're doing with the, as I mentioned before, with the locker room that you can join the locker room and not set up a team 
just be part of men's team and have the benefits of the locker room uh, of the wisdom that's that, that will be in there up next month for we're, we're doing it for the um, mental health a part of Movember and yep. you know world mental health month mm. and uh, and mate you would be a um, you'd be a fantastic leader I mean you know organizer you could easily you know well that's the thing it's not easy to <laughs> at this point to, to, to corral guys into doing it because there is so much stigma around it Yeah. Uh, of, you know, what feelings and, and yeah. yeah. Know, well, I, I was going to, I was going to ask you a bit about the, the uptake so far and, and the people that are involved in, in um, your group, but, but, but other groups that you've seen come together and other people get involved. Is it um, because it's, it's, it's easier to not do this stuff than to do it. You know, so so I'm wondering what the hesitation or the pushback's been like when you've brought it up with, with with men. Um, a, a lot of guys. Oh, I've heard this one. Um, I don't talk about it. I do it. <laughs> right. And I'm like, okay. You know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. Um, and and look, this is a very real thing, and this happens for me. We we I, we acknowledged this the other day in our meeting. Um. I was not leading this one. This is one of the other guys. And uh, it was quarter past seven in the meeting. We circled up at 7.30 um, and something came up and, and and the leader goes, was anybody else feeling uncomfortable at 20 past seven, you know, about dragging your ass to come to this thing? And I'm like, <laughs> yep. and everyone put their hands up. And because it's like, we all know it's good for us. And yet you know, it's like, oh, do I really want to go? I'd much rather be numb. I'd much rather just not do this. And it's like going for a swim or going to training, you know, footy training or whatever, but swimming in the cold water, it's like, oh, those first two minutes is just awful. (laughs) Uh, Getting in that water, it's so bloody cold and uncomfortable. And it's a little bit like that with men's teams. I mean, everyone's experience is different. I can't, it's just that's the beauty of it. You just never know how these free-flowing things are going, though the blueprint that keeps you, that keeps us, you know, down the middle and, and you know what you're working towards. So, um, but it is that uncomfortability thing. And if I could answer that question, Luke, I'd have 100,000 guys and girls yeah. signed up to my men's team. Um, or, and I think it's just we're, we're, we're turning a massive ship around. Yep. Uh, in terms of emotional mental health. Uh, I call it emotional fitness because mental health is such a stigma attached to it. And, mm-hmm. and we need to keep using that, that label, of course. Um, but there's, there's such a, especially in this country, you know, uh, well, it's in every, it's in America too. I can't just say it's, it's, um, it's only here. Uh, but it's, a, it's, I imagine it, it's like a big, you know, two mile oil tanker in the middle of the in the middle of the ocean. You got to turn that thing around, and it's just it's just going to take some time yeah. to turn that. Time. But the more people get on it, like yourself, and and speak from experience, like I've said to the guys that we've because we've turned it into a full full fledged charity now, and which I'm really excited about. Um, and I've said to anyone that wants to come on board in the charity, I said, please come and attend a meeting or two. And so you, then you know what this is. Mm. And every single person that's attended a meeting has continued. That's right. It started there and continued because they just go, oh, okay. Yeah, that was, I felt so much better. Prob- I'm not alone. And you're sharing interesting things. You're hearing interesting yeah. thoughts. It might be a, a really tricky question to answer, but, the reaction to people that have um, attended meetings and feel like good about it and feel like they've benefited from it, what is it that they're saying? Is it is it is it their it's like a relief that they can sort of share stuff and and there's people kind of on the same boat in the same field or is it just a yeah just a um, finally they can feel like they can talk to people that are on the same level or what's what's the general sort of feedback? Well, generally, I think it's it's the idea of um, a problem shared is often a problem halved. Yeah, and without the judgment of, uh, without judgment, and 
of, of listening. So look, you can bring anything to a men's team. Uh, and it's really important that no one, no one will interrupt you, you know, or if that's the case, the leader will say you need to be quiet. If someone cannot be quiet, we have a tool in the meeting and it's a talking stick and it could be anything you deem, uh, in the, in your team as what it is. And if you hold the talking stick, you know that you've got the floor and you, you've got the floor until you're done. And then you put the talking stick down and that that's a great way, a great tool of, of, uh, of just getting out what you need to say. I think it's that, it's that feeling supported. Um, Luke, I reckon, I reckon it's basically everyone wants to be heard. Mm. Everyone, everyone wants to be heard and whatever it is. And I've been in meetings where, you know, someone might have a very different political leaning to me and something will come up when we don't politicize stuff. We want to keep it about, keep it about your, your, um, I guess it can be beliefs or, or emotions, what you're going through, how you're feeling about stuff, but try to, we stay away from politics because people can get belligerent and bullying when that happens. And, um, um, but you know, allow the person to have his point of view Mm. and, and and feel listened to when you feel listened to, I think a lot of people come away with just that, that feeling of like, Oh, I, I just had a chat for 10 minutes or whatever. And no one interrupted me and no one told me what to do. No one gave me advice. Mm. Um, and I'm sober, you know, I haven't had a drink mm. during this. Yeah. It's an hour and a half without booze. So, you know, um, yeah. that, and, um, just to keep it safe, so, uh, so you remember what's going on, and you're more available to to the to the signs, the conversational signals, and things like that. Yeah, I feel like the um, the reference to just letting people have their say and 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 their and let them be heard, whether you necessarily agree wholeheartedly or um, it's it's your same view um, is a big thing, and I think um, that's it's and that look that's this is probably a, a kind of a whole other topic in a way that one of the one of the reasons I started this particular podcast was just that I, I was sort of I suppose had my eyes opened up a little bit to not putting everyone in the same box and realizing that you know everyone is is different and that's fine and and, and I've spoken on the podcast before about my daughter um, who with um, her autism is very black and white thinking and and doesn't um, just doesn't just see someone and go, well, they're this way or they're that way, um, because if they come across a certain way and they say something and it, it's it's how they feel, that's how she takes it, and she takes that person for that person, that person for that. Per- and, and it sort of it was a, it's a, been a real um, great thing for me personally because I, you know, and I'm not saying I was overly judgmental or you know anything like that, but I certainly, you know, now thinking about how her brain works and, and how the next person's brain's completely different as well and the next person's brain, it kind of makes you go, well, people aren't necessarily being stubborn or rude. or it, It's what they think and how they think and, and how they are. And, and you know what? That's that's okay. I don't have to love it or believe in it either. Um, but I think, I suppose, bringing it back into to the my men's team groups is that you might, and I dare say, you would come across a number of people in these groups that are, in fact, completely differently thinking than you are, and 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 to be able to understand that, or sorry, to to be able to appreciate that for what it is, I think is a is a really positive thing in itself out of this. It, it's an opportunity, mm. uh, because in life you're not going to meet um no one's not not everyone's going to agree with you and as you said you know with with your daughter she's got a, spe- a specific way of looking at things and and we you know it's it's a really interesting thing to remember that we don't know what people go through in their day-to-day life mm. 5 minutes before we come into contact with them they might have been they might have just been robbed they might have been all sorts of different scenarios, whatever your imagination can conjure. And that will often inform their behavior. 
yeah. what it is in that moment. And it's um, so the men's team is an opportunity with, you know, you bring, you, you bring, I mean, you can like, I'm, I'm looking at at the moment, I've got a, a group of guys in America. Uh, they're my team is where I can join them again through zoom. And they're at the moment messaging going, they got one this afternoon, you know, so I'll be able to join them. You bring your day with you, you bring your month with you and you, you can, you can meet, you know, with that team, they meet twice a month. They have a mid month. It's, they have a formal once a month meeting. Um, but then they'll have a, a get together where they'll watch footy or go bowling or organize a working bee uh, to help, you know, old Mavis around the corner that her <laughs> fence is falling and go rebuild her house, go yeah. rebuild her fence. And um, uh, as, a, as a team, and you do that as, a, as an exercise, which is really, you know, you're doing something, it's fun, it's mm. taking action. You're not just blah, blah, you know, talking about stuff. Mm. And, um, and so it, it's a really good reminder that it's uh, not everyone's agreeable. You mm. don't always agree in, 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 in a team meeting. We don't always agree in life. It just gives you the training to deal with someone who you might not agree with, but you can, you go, and if we all like the same thing, we'd be in absolute peril. The world would be yeah. so. And very boring, very boring exactly. world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as much as I would like everyone to love my music and buy my songs, <laughs> you know, but some people do and that's great. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Not everyone's going to agree. And, and how do you deal with that? How do you, you know, how do you make that work? Is it okay that someone doesn't agree with you? Well, sometimes it's not, but at least in a, in a, in a, in a situation like that, you get to sort of process that a bit and go and maybe come to terms with that and go, okay, all right, that's really in my face. And, Gee, but that's what it's like in life. And, and it's, that's where the pluses have been for me and really assisted me in sort of uh, in navigating this crazy world that we're in. Yeah, and look, I've, I was about to say, I think uh, if there's ever a time that it's not a bad idea to come together with a, a group of people, that whether you know them or not, just to get on the same page and have a chat. I mean, you know, as a Victorian, as a Melbourneian, it certainly would be a great time now. Um you know, so actually, just on that, the best way for people to get involved, Cam, would it be go to mensteam.org? Yeah, go to mymensteam.org. Yep, mymensteam.org. And, uh, and, and there's a mailing list button. So if you, if you just join the mailing list, you'll get, a mail, get an email from me. You can also, with that, download the blueprint. Uh, that's for free. That's, that's, um, and, uh, and, and that will either, um, give you, you know, you choose what you do with the blueprint. You can make a call to guys, maybe one guy and ask him, would you be interested in doing this? Send him to the, my men's team website. Um, there's an introduction from me talking about it, uh, on a video introduction. And, um, and from there, like, as I said, next, we're building our locker room right now. The locker room will, you'll, buy in for 20 bucks, you'll get a membership key ring and a number and, uh, and then you'll be able to sort of get all the what's in the locker room. We've got some discounts from different uh, stores and, but there's great information yeah. on, on how to have your conversations and what to say in sticky situations. And, and my thing is that we, we uh, create this, my men's team league and when we can all, get together we can have a we can have conferences we can do weekends you know sort of deep learning weekends away overnighters in places and and um you know learn how to, learn Absolutely. How to communicate. i love the i love the team aspect i love the team concept of it i think you know it's great and it, it's kind of it's how we operate um, through life a lot of the time is that team mentality and, and there's nothing wrong with that. So I think um, sort of utilizing that format, um, the locker room thing sounds brilliant. It's, it sounds like a great um, almost central place to sort of base yourself and then you, you do things outside of that. So, And also Instagram, Cam, my men's team is on Instagram to follow. Yeah. and My underscore men's team. Yep. Um, that's as close as I could get to it. So. <laughs> No, no, that's a but good. 
yeah. Well, me, but my insti- but I, I do my own personal one, uh, Cameron Datto. That one, I do a lot of men's team stuff on there as well, just to remind. So you can always you can always check that out. Beautiful. As well. Hey, um, another thing you do before I want to, before I let you go, if it's okay, I, one thing you're yeah. doing at the moment, which I'm loving, and I've and I must admit I've only caught a bit of it, is the podcast. Oh. Separate bathrooms and other handy marriage tips. I, I love the name straight up. I think it's great. <laughs> well, it's, it's a great tip. Let me tell you. <laughs> if you're just starting there, separate bathrooms is a great way to keep the marriage sort of yeah. you know, nicely. Uh, um, but yeah. I, I wanted to mention it because I, um, and, and you can give us some more detail, but I caught the latest episode, which was about triggers. And, um, and again, you know, this could be a whole discussion, but I, I, I found it. Really interesting, and um, so I just wanted to throw it in there. People listening, if if uh, um, wanted to catch your podcast, separate bathroom. It's a great podcast. It's a great show. So I think uh, it's a great concept. What give us a bit of a background on it? Yeah, um, well, Ali and I were, you know, we've been living back here for three years. We were in the states for twenty five years, and we went through all sorts of stuff in our marriage. We've been married for almost thirty years now, and I'm very grateful to have her beside me and um and people were talking on instagram like she's alison bray on on instagram and she's got was she alison bray i think so anyway that's her maiden name um and most people know her as alison bray uh people were sort of sending her messages going you two are the greatest couple couple goals hashtag and all that sort of business and you know, it's so much better than my marriage. And we're just like, hold, hang on a second. Let's just rein this thing in people. It takes a lot of work, you know, to, to make a marriage work. We, and it's, it's a lot easier to walk away from one than to stay in one. And, but the benefits of staying in one and going through challenges with a partner, you just grow deeper and, and it's just, it's, it's worth it. It's worth Mm. fighting for. It's worth going through those uncomfortable moments. So we thought, why don't we create a podcast? Maybe we'll turn it into a TV show um, where we interview other couples, young, old, whatever, indifferent, whatever, uh, just, just, just other people and talk about relationship success, what, what works and, and throw some tips out there. And we started, I think maybe 18 months ago and we've done 40 odd episodes now. Um, we've got, uh, I was just saying to you before off air, I had a great couple on last week and with all, and I'm, I'm engineering the whole thing and <laughs> with my microphones and stuff and we had Skype and, uh, I forgot to press record. <laughs> uh, um, so anyway, that was that one. Thankfully, the people I was talking to have agreed to come back, and we'll, <laughs> we'll and then we'll leave a bit of space between. So because they got a bit, couple of things got curly for them in questions, so they'll have a better idea. Whatever it'll be, what it'll be. The pressure's on you up, though. <laughs> Mate, I will be pressing the cord. Yeah. But separate bathrooms and other handy marriage tips, you know, wherever you get your podcasts yeah. from. And we we love it. We love it. We've had therapists on from oh, great. book. I want to get Brene Brown. Have you come across any of her books? No. Brene Brown. No. She's amazing. Yeah. And she's all about vulnerability. She's a she's an she's a uh, she studied vulnerability and, you know, ooh, vulnerability, the weakness, you know, you can't be too vulnerable. But her, she made a TED talk a few years ago. If, you, if you're interested, the TED talk that she did was the thing that sort of was her tipping point. Brene, B-R-E-N-E Brown. And she's got a, she's a, she's a South Carolina girl. She got a, she's got, <laughs> she, she talks, man. She's yeah. awesome. That's good. like it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's good. So obviously plenty more. Um, oh, God, it's a topic that's endless content really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, which, is, which is great. Um, I've I got to say, again, I'm late to the party with, that partic- with your podcast, but uh, listening to a couple of episodes and then we were just talking about the team thing. My wife and I often refer to each other as this team because, you know, we, we, we've had some stuff, particularly in the last couple of years, that's been really really challenging um but it's we've just grown into this we we feel like this really so, solid team <clears throat> excuse me 
and and push and not certainly not push through it with, with it's just an ongoing thing with you know the way we have to raise particular the kids and um things we have to do around that and it's uh yeah it's a it's a really interesting one and i just brought the two sort of together um in my mind about the team with my men's team but the team aspect and then the you know the topic around your podcast too so it's a yeah oh mate that's that's one of the biggest lessons that that we learned being parents now our eldest is 24 and our youngest is 14 so we've got quite the spread and and for us if we weren't a team as you say and you've got to be that communicate for us the communication had to be we had to sort of go all right to kids we, we need to go into the back room and um and get on the same page yeah and because we found that the kids especially my son who's in the middle he's a he's got a brilliant mind and he's gone into psychology of course he has <laughs> he, he could divide us i mean yeah. his name's river and he's the he's the epitome of a river like colorado <laughs> Find the freaking Grand Canyon, and he will do that. He will wear you down. <laughs> and, and unless we were a team, exactly what you're saying, and and united in our parenting, um, it would have been a disaster. Yeah, it's it's amazing what it's amazing how one person and and quite often it's it's your kids, so they're a lot younger than you still can manage to find the right buttons to push <laughs> to make everything turn to crap <laughs> great teachers aren't they yeah <laughs> oh, a bit. yeah no no experience like uh that you'll ever get anywhere than than what they can pr- provide for you <laughs> no shit yeah hey Amazing. cam um i've held you up and this has been a fantastic chat and i really do appreciate it mate um i can't wait to share this one with everyone and i think um i I really hope everyone takes the opportunity to have a look at my men's team online check out what it's all about and the other thing i think that's important that that you you yourself put on the website and your socials is shoot an email through if there's any sort of you know if you if you're not sure about something or want some clarity on something there's people in within the my men's team group that will respond and and clear anything up that needs to be cleared up and and help you get a team set up which is great absolutely in fact right now uh especially for vix well for everyone really anyone who's setting up a team if you do it online uh, you can shoot me an email personally on there i will i will run your first meeting i'll help you out I'll, i'll i'll lead the first meeting for you even the first two just to get you get you started yep. and um that's brilliant and that includes you luke I, i'd be more than happy to if you 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 can pull a few guys together yeah yeah i'd love to yeah and and it'll be even better if you can do it from the diner in summer bay <laughs> no no i won't put that pressure on you um mate no th- but thank you once again cam this has been awesome i, I really do appreciate your time and uh yeah look forward to catching up soon Good on you, Luke. Thanks, mate. May may the borders open soon. Yes, right? thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah.